As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's run. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, but today I am known only as Rooster, joined as always by Shooter Magooder, known always as Shooter Magooder. Shooter, how are we? Doing well, Rooster, and uh, congratulations on the new nickname. Uh, You did well last week, so here we are. Feels good. Yeah. Uh, but overall, feeling pretty good. Had a nice long weekend. Went down the shore. Got a nice tan. Down the good. shore? Did you go down Wildwood? Down Wildwood. Fuck yeah. Got some Sam's Pizza, and we're ready to roll. Love it. Love it. I uh, I actually went down Wildwood, too. I was in North Wildwood. Actually, in Anglesey. We got a new location. That's fine. Still Wildwood. Yeah, still Wildwood. Um, but yeah, it was a nice long weekend. Got to take a little breather. Before we get back into our uh, our night job, our our real focus these days, and that's the podcast. Yeah, men of the night, boys of the night. Yeah, and it feels good. I'll tell you what, um, we got lots of new listeners once again. So if you're new here, first and foremost, thank you. We're thrilled to have you here. But go back and listen to episode one because we don't want you here now. We want you here later when it's appropriate. Yeah, work your way up to it. I like to be uh, I like to be binged. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually have been told by a few people that we're very bingeable, which I never thought would be a compliment, but I like it. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, being told that you're bingeable, and I had uh, my girlfriend Colleen's cousin tell us or tell me that our voices are so soothing and nice that he listened to the first 10 to 15 minutes of the first episode and was in a trance, didn't even listen to us, just listened to our voices. Wow, what a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, we could be like the new like sleep arrangement. Like, get Alexa, play some Brav Bros. Oh, you mean like we could be put on? <laughs> like a yeah, it's Spotify like yoga playlist. Yeah, it's like very spiritual and nice. Yeah, yeah we'll just we should read like stories, mm-hmm. like children's stories, to like help people fall asleep. Yeah, we've got the voices for it. Apparently, uh, uh, you know, I'll take it. Absolutely. Take it. But um, it was a it was a great week, great Bravo week. Had a lot of shit popping off. We had a lot of social media drama this week which was um i always enjoy that because i'm flipping through my phone all the time anyway so to get these updates without really asking for them is great but before we even get to that we had a bombshell on fourth of july drop and that was denise richards officially launched her only fans account well we knew it was coming but it is also for research purposes of course oh of course it's nice to see you know it gives us a little more homework to do if yeah you will. yeah we did a little bit of homework on denise richards <laughs> <laughs> but she looks great. She really does. You know, good for her. Um, I I like that she's taking a stance to support her daughter's decision to to join OnlyFans. And you know what, Denise Richards, she still has it. Still has. She looks. Uh, you fantastic. know, you got to wonder though, is it a stance or is she trying to overshadow her daughter? Ooh, yeah, could be. What a what a. Maybe it's a way to like. All right, let's navigate these people away from looking at my daughter. Come look at me. I like that. That's yeah. actually an interesting approach. Well, no matter what, Charlie's pissed off. Charlie's, yeah. Well, fuck Charlie, whatever. I mean, the, his outrage at the whole thing was asinine. I can't believe that he took his stance knowing what he's gone through and what he stood for previously. Like, we've already covered it, but, you know, take a seat, pal. Oh, not only did we have 
Denise Richards dropping bombs. We had the boys of New Jersey coming out. And oh like, yeah, they're showing up, and goddamn, they look good. Yeah, that calendar shoot was awesome. It like, was covered fantastic. in baby oil all over the place. You had uh, Joe Benino in there Joe rocking the baby the show. oil. Yeah, I don't know if he stole the show. I think he stole the show, and here's why: you know that he could not have been like fully comfortable in that moment. Like all of those other dudes, one are taking steroids. And two, like they work out constantly. Like well, they, look at Evan. I mean, Evan's a fucking powerhouse. Evan's yoked. Yeah. I, I had no idea. And yeah. I think, you know what? More credit to him because he doesn't just pop the shirt off all the time. You know, you got Joe Gorga is looking for an excuse to take a shirt off. Frank wears nothing but sleeveless shirts. Evan is more of like the classic dad uniform. He's got the Under Armour shirt on. He's got the gym shorts on, just some sneakers and like... Very basic, and he's not flaunting it. And then I looked at the calendar shoot, and I was like, damn. Yeah, like, That no. dude's ripped. Not only that, but the first picture that I saw was all of them together, like, posing up a storm in their baby oil. And I didn't even notice that Frank wasn't there. Like, I took my time, and I was like, wow, look at these fucking guys. And then I looked at Joe. Joe had his phone, I guess, on FaceTime, tucked in his crotch, and it was Frank's face. That's what that was? Yeah. I zoomed in. I checked it out. Uh, homework. Yeah, <laughs> we do homework for everything. See, we research regardless of the topic. We want to make sure we're informed. But something tells me that is not the first time that Frank has been near Joe's crotch. No, not at all. No, no shot. There's enough like ball talk all the time with Frank yeah. and Joe specifically. There's definitely not the first time. You're He's right. infatuated with Frank's balls. Yep. But just staying with Jersey, we had a lot of shit come out. Um, something was actually brought to my attention by an Instagram account called the Bravo bottoms. They DM'd me and uh, asked me if I'd heard of the new alliances being formed with Jersey. And I guess there's a total mix up with who is loyal to who, who's palling around with who we now have learned that Dolores is kind of out on Teresa. She's no longer a Teresa sympathizer. She's kind of calling her out on her bullshit. She's had it up to here with her. And thank the Lord. I'm so glad that somebody's finally taking a stance against this. Like, everyone just, you know, follows Teresa around because she is Teresa Judice, And that seems to be, you know, she's the face of it. And so they don't want to get on her bad side except for Marge, really. The other ones kind of tread lightly. So to have somebody that is an OG somebody that demands a lot of respect like Dolores kind of take that stand. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah, it is nice to see. And I mean, it's a necessary shakeup because as you said, things were getting a little stale with everybody just kind of following Teresa or like making excuses for no matter what her behavior was. And it was getting so tiring, Yeah, but now I, I mean, they needed that. They either needed Teresa to leave, like you said before, and then have these other women come into their own and maybe replace a couple. But this is better because we don't have to have that introductory phase with two or three new people. We get the same people just in different alliances. Well, I guess Teresa overall is kind of getting along with most people. According. I wonder how that's going to work with Marge because Marge was at her neck at all know. last year. And I don't like Marge Jr. Does not seem like one to let it go. And I mean, she tried her hardest during the reunion. She did. And Teresa was having none of it. So to turn around to this season and just be like, Oh, I love Teresa again. Now the good thing is Dolores is 
a powerhouse well, of her on, own. Hold on. Before we get to that, I, I will say the post did say that um, Dolores is no longer hiding her friendship with Marge, That's which good. paints a picture that Teresa and Marge still may not be totally cool. I think Teresa's just kind of cool with everybody else, um, except Melissa. I think Melissa's on the outs kind of with everybody. She's just kind of in the background, which... That's a shame, too, because she, towards the end of last season, became a no longer a Teresa sympathizer. Like she wasn't always there when Teresa needed her, which is kind of what she was. And I kind of was hoping that maybe, you know, Melissa would kind of team up with Marge. Now you get Dolores in the picture. That would be a good faction. I'd support that Mm. because you know, you have Joe's somewhere in the background supporting his wife. He's not going to be one to just like flip sides and go to his sister. But I think other overall, it's definitely good. And I think Dolores is definitely a strong enough character that it'll be fine. Yeah, and I guess she is allegedly taking center stage this season. She's kind of the the one that they're focused on, which I love that premise. I love that. Because, well, yeah, you get Frank and... Yeah. I want all of the Frank and Dolores I can have because I love those two together. I think they're great TV. I think they're captivating. They're funny. But I think that Dolores again, according to this post, is very much kind of off the rails. Like, she's not taking shit from anybody. Good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I think it's, it was time for a mix-up, and maybe the producers recognized that, too. I don't know if this was... Well, yeah, I mean, there were stories about how Dolores wasn't even invited to Teresa's wedding, and the backstory was that she didn't have a date for the wedding, so she didn't want... Teresa didn't want... Uh, Dolores to show up stag but she would probably have brought Frank so I, you gotta imagine that Frank was invited so I don't really know how that whole thing fits into this sounds like a cop out yeah definitely a cop out but I mean like I said the show needed a shake up it sounds like it got the shake up that it needed and I have high hopes for it I'm looking forward to it now yeah. honestly and I, I wasn't because I was so sick of the fucking love bubble Oh I couldn't God. do another season of that, so I think we're going to have to deal with it early on, obviously, because of the wedding's being filmed, and they're going to highlight that for probably at least two episodes. And then after that, we kind of get to see this new HBIC, Dolores Takes Center Stage. So it'll be exciting to watch. I'm excited to cover it. That being said, sticking with the social media, now onto Beverly Hills social media, Rena was on some shit this week. Oh, yeah. She was unhinged she came at dubai she she did like a sort of like a snide backhand to dubai with people coming at her and beverly hills in general just saying like it's getting to the point where it's unwatchable which i don't agree with i think beverly hills is good this season i think it is too and i don't i wouldn't categorize it as unwatchable like i would dubai because i think dubai is just a snooze fest but does dubai deserve to be included in this no i mean rena took offense to people saying that they didn't want to watch Beverly Hills anymore. So she said, you don't want to watch us go watch Dubai. Oh wait, you're not going to do that. Yeah. Pussies. Yeah. She so like everybody pussies, but the, the good byproduct from that is you get Ion, the person that you need from Dubai to step in. And she told Renan to go take her lips back to Africa, which is fucking hilarious. And thank God Ion is in the picture because she just fucking brings it, dude. Like her comebacks and her clapbacks are so good. They're they're on point. And then you got Caroline Brooks like piggybacking and kind of making it less impactful because she goes in the comment section and then adds her two cents. It's like, you know what? We didn't need that. Not only that, you now opened up the door for Rinna to come back. 
And Rinna arguably wins this exchange because she goes, this is the energy you need to bring. If you want people to like your show, bring this energy to the show. And you know what? She's right. Yeah, and I don't think that would have happened if Caroline Brooks just stayed out of it. I think that she probably wouldn't have responded to Ion, left it at that, and it would have been good for Dubai because now you're like, ooh, who is this? Like, that was a funny comment. Right. Let's watch Dubai. Instead, you get one of the more boring characters of Dubai chiming in, giving her two cents. I don't even know what she said, honestly. I think I read it, and it just immediately went yeah, out of my head because like... it's so like low impact that it brought Rinna back in to have that final say, and she won. You know what? It's like when one of your buddies is getting into some shit with somebody or like you see somebody like talking shit to somebody and then you have that one random like in the background that is like just yelling over somebody's shoulder that's not tough enough to actually like step up to the plate and they're like yeah bitch like (laughs) in the back yeah she didn't even like make her own post she commented on a bravo story of ion's post yeah and it just honestly it takes the oomph out of it now it's like all right like that it loses steam so rena ultimately wins that exchange i think she still looks terrible. I'm not giving her props here. I just think that she won that back and forth. And then fast forward, this pissed me off a lot. She comes out and says like an apology, like she has an apology post. I thought it whiffed completely because she seemingly is using Lois's passing and her grieving as an excuse to like, like, Hey, if I came at you, if I was talking shit, like I'm really going through it right now and I'm sorry if you were on the receiving end of it. Like, you know what? I don't know if that's genuine, and if it's not, like, fuck you, because I just think it's really inappropriate to use a traumatic event like that to kind of fall back and be like, oh, sorry, I'm going through some shit right now. It's like you can't post negative stuff for a whole entire week, come out an entire franchise, and then backpedal. Yeah, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense as it is, because if you're a housewife on Bravo, like, yeah, obviously you want your show to do well, but you shouldn't put down another one of the franchises on your station because if everybody does well, everybody's eaten. You know what I mean? Like Rin is going to get more money in her contract next time if Dubai does really well because you have all this viewership, you get all these people checking in, and they're going to watch everything. If you want to put down an entire franchise, that's going to screw you in the end. Like, yeah, you're going to be comfortable because you're not going anywhere as long as you don't want to. But you don't really do that and... It didn't really make any sense. Like the timeline, we finally got a little bit of timeline in Beverly Hills with them doing uh, like the Thanksgiving dinner and then Christmas decorations. So you're like, all right, this happened in November, December. That means right. Lois passed away early November, late October. If she was apologizing, saying like, as the episode came out, I'm sorry for what I said to Sutton. I was going through some shit. You know, I didn't really mean to. That's one thing. Like in reference to the past. Yeah, yeah. But if you're doing it now, like you just made these comments in the last week and like you weren't really on the episode last week because you had to go do Harry's terrible show, whatever the fuck it was, Anthrax. Um, and you weren't in it. So like you're chomping at the bit to get some more screen time. Clearly today she was tweeting during the entire show. Like I'm back. Check out my shoes. Look at this. Look at that. Like live tweeting the episode. Yeah. And like you don't get that from the other housewives. They're like, are you guys excited for the show tonight? And then that's it. And then they might reply to a couple things, but Rin is like live tweeting herself on the screen. And you're like, all right, you were, get, you were getting ready to get back in. Clearly all week you were on edge, but this is seven, eight months past. Like, yeah. And I mean, I'm not, obviously we're not here to say like how long you're supposed to grieve for. Like everyone goes through a process and that's not, we're not commenting on that. I think more to the point and maybe 
maybe like rewatching these episodes now she's kind of seeing it again and it's like stirring up some shit if we're going to try to give her some kind of excuse here but to your point like you're seemingly processing it fairly well in the show you seem to be coming out on the other side or at least it appears that way and now you're going to use this like you said seven eight months later now that's the reason and now if it's because rewatching it's bringing up those feelings again okay Okay, fine, but you, I think that it's a dangerous game to play to use that after you come after multiple people on Instagram over and over again, and then apologize. I just, I don't know, but something you said, like, if she's eating, everybody's eating, we actually got a, a review that said, Bravo is sports-like, and it really, really resonated with me because I think that might be the pull, because it really is, when you think about it, all of these women are like, they're playing for contracts. They're trying to get re-signed. We have some interleague play now. We got, you know, Phaedra showing up on Dubai. We've got the ex-wives club, which is almost like the G League, like, or like yeah. the minor leagues. Like, you've got these different factions. And I was like, you know what? It really is sports. Like, these are our athletes, the athletes of Bravo. Yeah, it was pretty much like like Kevin Durant tweeting constantly, like, all these, like, hate messages to people who are giving him hate on right. Twitter. Like, that's kind of what it felt like with, like, like you said, like the interleague battles and going back and forth. And it's, it is a lot like that where you're like, this league, man, yeah, like, this what the fucking hell? league. And I, I, I love that review just because I was like, oh my God, maybe that's it. That could be what pulled us. Like, yeah. we relate to it. We've grown up watching sports. I've, you know, we've grown up in sports. So without even knowing it, it's like, oh, you know what? We're watching our new athletes, and that is the women of Bravo. Makes a lot of sense to I me. I fucking loved it. I, I think that was on the nose. That takes us, I think, I just want to touch briefly on, I didn't think Southern Charm was, like, crazy this week. I still am not enjoying it. It's still pissing me off for all the reasons I went over last week. Like, the entitlements drive me nuts. Chef needs to walk off a bridge. Like, the moment where he's at the party... And he looks up at an airplane and goes, take me with you. And you're like, that's an airplane, guy. Like, if you fucking did that at a party, I would smack your drink out of your hand. And be like, get it together. What are you doing? You're fucking 30 years old. Shep, you're 40 plus, bro. You know it's a goddamn airplane. But that is like, I, I know you, you just started watching it, but like, that is what Shep is. And a child. They all, but they all like it. Ooh. And- all the cast members, like the, you saw them, the way they responded to him doing that was positive and funny. It didn't. I see. To me, it felt like, oh, Shep, haha. Like I think they just no, go they, with it. They definitely like Shep, and they're fine with him. Fuck Shep, because they've accepted what he is. But I mean, Southern Charm is. You kind of see it. Like Catherine wasn't really in the episode at all. We get her and Schleb in the beginning, kind of Schleb, kind of fighting it out, like duking it out here and there, and. You got to take Caleb's side on that one, but 100%. But I thought it was super interesting. I just assumed if you're the mother of Caleb and he's in that relationship, I would just assume that you'd be like, oh my God, like you need to get out of that. Like, well, she not- knows. And that's the thing is, and it, I mean, kind of weird when you really write it out, but it's bizarre. He said that his mom, I guess, Catherine grew up in the same neighborhood and. His mom kind of like took her in, so it was almost like another sister. It was or cousin, yeah, and the it was whole just setup like, was weird. Made it very familiar and weird, but 
But then why in that? Why would the mom push that then? Well, I think the mom does love Catherine. She does, for, genuinely. Yeah, and if she does, and maybe, I mean, we, we only get bits and pieces of what Caleb is anyway, so like, maybe he has his shortcomings too, and his mom's like, you know what, you guys will be good together, and she knows better. And that's fine if you have that dynamic where his mom can reach out to Catherine and be like, what's going on? And be completely unbiased and just be like, yeah, I know how my son is. This is what he does. I know how you are. This is what you do. So it could work out for them. I see. I see it more like she seems to be taking Catherine's side. Catherine was a nightmare at her fucking party. And, yeah. Yeah, she was. And but, her mom seems to be like, oh, you need to understand what she's going through. Like, look, we all know she's been through a ton of shit. Even I know that. And I'm a rookie to Southern Charm. But that doesn't excuse her behavior, nor should it make my man Schleb have to like put up with that shit and then hear it from his mom. Like, Hey, you need to give her another chance. Hey, you need to met like, no, 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 no. Like if that was me, my mom would be like, you're get the fuck out of there. Yeah, no, you're right. And the main part about this is at least for this episode was you got like three, four minutes of Catherine in the beginning. Then it kind of goes off and there wasn't a lot going on. I mean, you get the, the Austin and Craig thing going on with Naomi and like, was Craig lying about how many times he's with Naomi, which you and I talked about last week. We did. And before we even get to that, like one thing we didn't talk about last week and like I meant to, and I'm pissed that I didn't bring it up. The situation in which Austin and Paige and Craig are all in the same room and they're going over, um, like the dynamic and Austin gets an attitude because he's a little bitch. And he's like, well, did Craig tell you that he hooked up with Naomi like in Vegas? And she's like, yeah, some friend you are. It's like, yeah, what the fuck, bro? Like there is code. Okay. There is a bro code first, second, regardless of bro code. That's your quote unquote best friend. And you're going to fucking throw him under the bus like that to his current girlfriend. Yeah. I feel like I Austin feels scorned from Craig because of Craig's current relationship and how Craig back channeled treated him up in the Hamptons, which we, you and I know deplorable behavior by Austin as it was, regardless if he was going through the breakup of Madison at the time, he was a terrible person. Yes. So Craig didn't really have his back. It started with Winterhouse. Didn't really have his back at all. Didn't give him anything. So Austin was just feeling more and more scorned despite his behavior. So him and Craig are completely at each other's necks in different ways. Austin's very upfront about it. Craig is more like shut down, maybe talk to my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, other girls, other dudes about how Austin's kind of pissing me off. So that's like, doesn't... they handle it differently. And I get why Austin would be kind of pissed off about that. I, I mean... I guess, but to me, I, that's not how I see it at all. How I see it is Craig's growing up. Craig has his shit together. Craig has a business. Like, Austin is spinning his wheels. He's still doing the same shit. He's being a fucking child. He's pissed off that Craig is kind of, like, moving forward. And the way that Austin talks to Craig and talks behind Craig's back and fucking throws him under the bus, why would he waste his time trying to be his friend? Well, and to Austin's point... Is Craig actually moving forward? Is he doing better? No, I don't think he is. So he has, he's got a history. Him and Naomi broke up. He lied about passing the fucking bar to her face. Years ago. So what? This he didn't change ago. anything. And then he cheated. He didn't. Well, By the way, the he knows? has his fucking law degree now, pal. Well, whatever. No, that's not whatever. Because that plays into the has he grown up. He actually has his degree and he has his own firm. But has he? Because he's clearly lying about hooking up with Naomi. 
Okay. He so, hooked up with her in uh, Vegas and then hooked up with her again when they got back to Charleston. But he admitted At that. least once. No, he didn't. He did on the episode. No, he did not. He said twice. He said once. Naomi when, said twice. And then when he talks to Naomi, he said, yeah, it was two times. Paige to knows Naomi. that. Yeah. Okay. Does Paige know that? Does he owe that to Austin? Why the fuck does Austin need to know how many times? Why is it his business and why is he going to get bent out of shape yeah, I think about he's just, what the fuck he, he's doing? He just wants to find a chink in his armor to get like, aha, see, he told you so. Like, so he has a leg up on him and it's fucking childish. That is true. That, that's kind of what their friendship has always been, though. So it is, it's getting to a boiling point. Obviously, in the coming weeks, we're going to get what looks like a wrestling match in the middle of the street, which will be fun. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that, and again, this is kind of my rule of thumb with all these fucking shows. I don't give reality television people credit for anything that they do, really, because they all kind of have this thing about them where they, they're, they think they're doing something great, and in reality, they're just kind of doing more of the same dumb shit. I mean, I get, I, it's hard for me, especially because you're like, I think you're going to see a different side of Austin on this show, and I've seen the same shit if not worse, because now it takes center stage and it just continually pisses me off watching him get pissed off like he's a fucking teenager at his friend Craig because Craig's seemingly doing better than him. That's how I see it as a newcomer, unbiased, maybe slightly biased because I think Austin's a douche, but I also think Craig has his douchey tendencies. I'm not saying he's scot-free. I'm just saying like for him to take issue and not want to be around certain people that drag him down, that makes fucking sense. He's getting older. He's got shit going on. Austin and Shep go to the same bar and talk the same shit all the fucking time. Yeah. Well, and they're all kind of, in a way, moving in one direction, slower or faster than others. I mean, Austin seems, again, happy in his relationship that he's with now. I didn't think, like, when they were at Naomi's party and she said something to Naomi, I didn't think that that warranted a full-fledged, like, attack by the other women. I thought she was just, she was actually calling them out on their shit, which is good, and that's what I want to see. I have two sides to this. Okay, well, it, the way that she called out, and it is Naomi's home, so it's kind of tough to put somebody on the spot like that. Mm-hmm. But she did say, like, all right, like, she extended an olive branch, and you didn't apologize. You just said, I didn't want to be there. So why'd you come? And I, then yeah. Vanita got involved, which, good for Vanita. I mean, at the time, I was just like, all right, Vanita, like, maybe stay out of this. I don't think Naomi needs your backup right now. I think you guys can just brush it off. But Vanita's apology afterwards, I thought, was genuine. I did too, except what always makes me laugh when people get in certain situations and there's drama, they have to announce, like, that ain't, that's not me. Like, that I love that, me. yeah. I'm, I'm not, not the one. I'm not the one that, like, always. likes the drama, this and that. It's like, you don't have to announce that if you just None of you are the one, so who the fuck is yeah, the one? who's the one? Because you all do this shit, but now you're not the... All you have to say is, hey, I'm sorry, that was out of line, or hey, we didn't mean to attack you, walk away. That shows me, okay, she doesn't like drama. Yeah. If you have to point out that hey i'm not into the drama that's not me yeah it fucking is well and also to naomi's credit when she got there she got the cold shoulder real quick from Catherine. like i think Catherine expected her to almost come up and grovel at her feet like oh thank you for the invite and like you have to understand from both sides like this is awkward isn't an olive branch yeah for sure but this is a tainted relationship so Mm -hmm. it's gonna be weird so for her to then get all bitchy because the moment she walked in she wasn't like oh thank you so much like that's on her so, I don't think that Olivia took that into account. 
like, okay, that's not exactly how it played out. Well, that so, could also be on Austin because she's also dealing with okay, done period. faulty information. If it's on Austin, so yes, maybe probably. not faulty information, but like, I doubt that Austin had the time to even go through all of everybody's past no. and all that. So like, it's not like Olivia had a lot to, but again, you're the new girl. Maybe if you're not on TV doing this, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you kind of like just kind of ride it out, have yeah. some fun with your boyfriend, go make some new friends. I think she wants to, what I took away from that moment. One, I agreed with you. I, I didn't mind her bringing it up, but I don't think that it was without an agenda. I think she's seeing an opportunity. I think she's trying to get involved and I think she saw Naomi and she took it upon herself to be like, Ooh, I'm going to make a name for myself. People are going to know me at the end of the season. That's what I took from it. This That's, is my moment. Yeah, that could be true. But side note, what do you think happens in Jupiter Island? I don't know, but I want to know so bad. Everybody's very, even Shep was hush hush about it. Yeah. He, he was, said, we don't talk about it. Can't talk about it. He talks about fucking everything. I know. I, so I got to know what happens over there. Look, it has to be one of those creepy, like, uber rich people, like culty, where they all wear the same thing. Masks. Meet, yeah, like some creepy fucking masks. It's like as close to getting to an orgy as possible. Without, yeah, well, yeah. Who knows? They might have orgies. Yeah. I really hope this is not like an Illuminati situation and they hear this and then we disappear. Because these people have the money to make that happen. So yeah, we listen, should... we're doing pretty well on this podcast game. If we don't make another episode, something happened to us. Yeah, guys, we're on the come up. So if we disappear, go to Jupiter Island. Wherever the fuck it is. I don't even know where it is. I didn't look it up. I think if we Google it, we'll be on some kind of list. Probably. And then they'll be like, who, who are these two Like, definitely not rich people trying to find us? We'll get sent to work there for the rest of eternity, probably. No, thanks. Well, what happens in Jupiter Island stays in Jupiter Island, unlike Vegas. Unlike that. Oh, nice tie-in. Hey, yo. Bravo. But yeah, so, hey. well, hey, nice. <laughs> I got some dirt. Okay. I got an insider scoop from an anonymous source that I will keep protected. All right. That went to college with Matul. Okay. And we did some digging and had a little conversation just to kind of get a background like, hey, was this surprising to you that he cheated on Naomi? No, it was not surprising at all. I guess behind his back, everybody at college called him Matul, M-E-T-O-O-L. Like, he was a tool. So, like, her friend ends up going out with Matul mm -hmm. in college. And they went on a date. I don't know the ins and outs. But when it gets down to, like, he's trying to hook up, she says, no, she's not into it. He goes, this isn't fair. It's not yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, that checks out. That's not surprising at all, but, like... What an asshole. I don't know the guy. I haven't had any experience well, with him. I think you can, you can tell that he's an asshole. Uh, well, clearly. It's not a stretch. This isn't fair. <laughs> My balls are so blue. I can't believe that. Like, I paid for that dinner. Yeah, we went to Applebee's, and I, we didn't have to get the two for 20. I let you get whatever you wanted, and look at my balls. They are a royal blue hue. Like, what a, what a douche. Fuck, Matul. I just wanted to get that out there on the air. That's good. So yeah. bring it on, Matul. You want some of this? You want some of the bra bros? We're ready for you, pal. Yeah, he doesn't belong to Jupiter Island. No way. No fucking chance. He might. I don't know. He's pretty rich, isn't he? All right. Well, again, if we disappear. look First, look, look at Jupiter Matool. Island and then look for Matul. Yeah. M-E-T-O-O-L. Suck it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we had Dubai back on this week. I don't 
Do you know why they took a week off? Because it sucks. I agree. I mean, it's it's floundering. It's the only answer sure. I can come up with. I, there wasn't. Um, yeah, my only guess is that like Southern Charm premiered last week, so maybe they didn't want to overdo it. But then this week they had the same lineup, so it's not like anything changed. Maybe they needed an extra week to edit some things because they realized that it sucks, and they probably did like some viewership ratings to see who gets the most airtime versus who's actually watching and who interacts on social media. That would be the smart play would yeah. probably be like, all right, we had too many scenes with Caroline Brooks, even though she had Phaedra this week, she's kind of a dud. We had too many scenes with like Lisa and the goat or not enough of the goat rather. So those things are, Oh, you are think they more, re-edited? Yeah. 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 I think oh, they fully, I think they had like, I think they have unlimited footage well, and they put together these episodes and then they realize, Oh shit. We need to read. Nobody wants to watch Caroline talk to Sergio anymore. We no, got it. We got to yeah. ax the seven more smoothie scenes. That we oh, have I love this idea. I think that you're right. I think that maybe Caroline was taking center stage. That was the original plan. They're like, oh, this isn't working. She's not that fucking interesting yep. at all. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. But back to what you just said, Phaedra was on and dude, she needs to come back to Atlanta. I She's need so good. more Phaedra in my life. She's great. She's just great for TV overall, not just Bravo, just the world of television. It was like the first time in this series, that opening scene with Phaedra, Caroline, and was it, is it Caroline's brother, Sean? Or is cousin, it her cousin, cousin? Cousin. And the three of them sitting at the table, like just talking about like being black in Dubai, like I was cackling at them, like talking about it. Like we're champions here. Like yeah. sweeter the berry and Phaedra. Sweeter the berry, sweeter the uh, juice. And Pedro says, I'm a chocolate berry. And I was like, fuck, I love you yeah, so and then, much. And then that like one-eyed cat comes up and they zoom in on the cat's yeah, the balls. Cat's balls. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, also, but it was funny. Like it was a good time. It was like it was a great an time. organic scene and it was just hilarious to you know watch why? them. Because Phaedra brings the fucking heat. She, she knows does. how to do it and she's just delightful to watch. Then they get into sister wives and she's like, that sounds like a good gig. Yeah, somebody else cooks, I'll clean, clean. which actually gave me a little bit of information about how the sister wives in Dubai work, that it's legal if the husband can financially support all of them the same. They need to all have the same exact lifestyle, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, oh, they also have to ask the first wife if they can marry the second wife. They have to get permission. Right. I and then I'm sure there's like some other stipulation that comes up with like children and whatever, but it is again the allure of like what happens in Dubai kind of shows its head again. Those are the things that I do want to know. That's I'm, the I'm done with stuff. the fucking. I'm done with the fucking. Like, here's the second biggest mall in the world. Here's all of our designer shops. Here's like 75 Lamborghinis in a row on the road. Like, I'm I'm over it. I don't care anymore. Totally. Agree. Here's an indoor ski facility with. As Caroline said, the bunny slopes, because I ski every fucking year. Fuck her. And do you think I'm going to go on the bunny slopes inside? While it looked dumb, just fucking go ski. Yeah, like, look, it's a little hill for sure, but it is, it's in a mall. I mean, that's kind of cool. And also, everybody's doing it. Just get on the fucking skis and, and ride down a couple times and then be miserable at the bottom. Don't draw attention to yourself in a negative way. Because it's not a fun way. It's not like, oh, this is interesting. She won't ski down the mountain. It's more like, oh, look at this spoiled brat that won't ski up there because she's been to Stad. Oh, she's been God. all over the world skiing. Like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, she fucking, she just sucks. And I gotta say this, Rooster, 
Hey, I feel terrible for Sergio. I feel so bad for Such him. Such a sad Serge episode. My, my stance on him has changed so much. I still don't want to see him on the TV screen very often, but like, first of all, can we talk about the fact that he played professional soccer for fucking Real Madrid? Yeah, he was, um, he was Ronaldo's backup. He didn't play a lot, but like he was still on the active roster for a couple of years. Won a couple of Champions League trophies, like won La Liga a couple of times, and then decided to cut his footballing career short so that he could go to California and study digital marketing. So he has like a life. He's got things going on. He had what a life. the fuck is he doing with this per like she's terrible. She's evil, dude, and I feel so bad for him because it's it's becoming pretty clear that the guy just wants a run of the mill family life. He wants a kid, he wants a loving wife. He just wants to live like very humbly. I mean, and that's with a really big grain of salt because you're humbly. in Dubai. Yeah, yeah and they have such all a the, thing. Right, and they have all the money on the planet. But he just wants the simple things, like a kid and a fucking wife that doesn't belittle him in front of everybody and like to the point where they're having dinner with Ion, they're trying to like clear the air, and he's talking about children. And first of all, knock on my man Sergio real quick. Ion was talking about how she doesn't want to have another kid; she doesn't want to do that to her body. That's totally fine, totally fair. And Sergio's like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, well, why? He's like, "Well, it hurts." He goes, "It does." Are you, dude? Like, we had this two weeks ago where he didn't understand how... Surrogates work. A surrogate works. Because he thought that she would be the genetic mother. Now he's doing this. You it's don't like, understand that having a child pushed out of your vagina is going to be unpleasant? Well, you know what we have to do is we have to look at the way that, the way that Europe breeds their soccer players. They throw them into these schools where they're just playing soccer for eight That's hours true. a day. Probably not learning a lot about anatomy. You don't have to know anatomy to know that pushing a human being out of your no. body is going to be a, a really, really painful experience. But <laughs> after I got over that, then I got sad for him again because he's like, I want one or two kids. And Stanberry's like, no, we're having one. And once we have that one, it's your responsibility. You take this child, you get a nanny. I'm wiping my hands of it. Like, and it's even more upsetting because Ion's sitting there whose father walked out on her when she was younger. And she's like, why you're not ready to have a kid. I don't understand that. And like, you're talking to a person that has a parent that just didn't want to be there anymore. So for you to say that in front of her, I thought Ion actually handled it really well. Cause she didn't really get that upset about it. And she rightfully could have. And Stanberry's like, yep, nope, not my kid. Pretty much like I'm going to have a surrogate. So she's not even carrying the baby. And then once the surrogate has the child, no dealings with the child whatsoever. Like that's fucking awful. Well, you know what? And this is the life that I want for Sergio. Now it mirrors a life of a sort of housewife from Jersey. I want him to have a nice child with Caroline and then run off with the nanny. A la Tiki Barber and Tracy. Wow. Do you think go that marry the nanny? With them? He's, he's a professional soccer player. I, I think professional that... football player. Go off with the nanny. Go have your nice life. Go back to fucking Spain. Get out of Dubai, and let Caroline rot away with no smoothies. No more. Well, she has the smoothies. She gives him the smoothies. But something tells me that the tiki situation was not 
similar. I don't. I no, don't, probably not. I'm I, sure. I'm, probably he a, probably had like a loving wife that. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Terrible guy. But yeah, I mean, I just want surgery to get the fuck out of this now. I like, I feel so bad happy. when she's talking about like their their parents are coming in. She's never even met his parents before. And she's like, I don't want to sit with my parents or his parents for two nights. I'm going to do that on the wedding night. And you get like Lisa looking over, who's just a fucking Stanberry. Like sometimes she hates her. Sometimes she like makes excuses for her. And they're all talking. They're like, well, you know, this is her second marriage. So I get it. It's like, no, she's being a bitch. She, I mean, they do say that. But then when she doubles down, triples down, quadruples down, she keeps saying like, no, I didn't even want to get married. No. yeah. Yeah. Everyone at the table in that moment is like. Sorry, Serge. This stings. Like this has to hurt. Yeah, poor guy. He looked great in that uh, that floral shirt. I thought he looked like an asshole, but well, regardless, I do feel for him. Uh, it's just sad, man. Like he he has that like puppy dog look on his face where he just wants to be loved. Yeah, Serge just wants love. Give him love, Stanberry. Or, or you know what? If you're incapable and you're this heartless that you don't care about raising your child, or making sure that your man is at least like somewhat happy. Let him find somebody else and you can stay whatever the fuck you are. You guys don't have sex anyway. So yeah. like, what are you getting out of this? You just like to have a little man puppet that you can drag around and like talk shit about. And well, it's of? almost like, it's almost like the Diana situation with Asher. Like, except she seems to have some love for Asher maybe, but she really loves her new baby. Yeah. And like, Diana, for all, you know, she's a terrible person, but she loves her kids mm-hmm. and she infinitely loves her new child. Then Mary's just like, what, we're going to have one kid. You take the kid and just go off and do whatever. I'm going to live my life. Yeah, fuck Stanberry. Yeah, dude. she fucking sucks. And she sucks and the show sucks. I so it's like, what are you going to do? I thought this was a slightly better episode, I mm. guess. I don't know. I mean, we'll continue to watch it, but... My hopes aren't very high. I, I do. I wish that Rena had tweeted at them before the season started. I think with that kind of fuel, maybe they'll like rethink their approach this year. Because like even in the confessionals, dude, it's so forced. Like they're they're trying to be catchy and come up with these like epic phrases that people remember, and you can tell every time they open their mouth. I'm like, ah, that you wrote this down a week ago, and it, it falls short every like, time. That takes us to the meat and potatoes, the Beverly Hills of it, the Rob Huh, baby. Let me start by saying the lead up to this episode, I was fucking pumped. It was weird. Like there were so many. uh, It got to the point where when I was on Twitter, I thought that I missed the episode. Yeah. Because I was like still in like a trance from coming back from the beach. I'm looking at like social media and everybody's up in arms about all the shit going on. And I'm like. Oh, yeah, I saw this. I saw, like, Lisa tweet out. I saw this, whatever. But I didn't see, like, all of the fucking clips. And then I spent, like, 20 minutes watching these clips. And I'm like, you just released the damn episode at this point. Like, you just released a third of the episode in various clips to get us ready for the episode that we're all going to watch anyway. Yeah, I know. So what are you doing? Like, why? Bravo. What are you? I'm looking at you, Bravo. What are you doing? Let us watch the fucking episode. Yeah, Bravo. You, Andy. No, I totally agree. They let a lot of stuff air out early, and that's why I think I got so excited. I was like, wow, if they're showing all this shit now, like it must be insane. And like the first five minutes of the show was, it was fucking 
crazy. It was you, nuts. There was so much going, and like we got the which I thought we were done with the Sutton and Diana thing I did with too. Kyle, but we just got it went even more bonkers. It went so off the rails, and it broke my fucking heart. I was crushed. Oh, Kyle sucked. Kyle, Kyle sucks now. She this whole time, and it made me rethink everything. It made me rethink our whole relationship. It really was one of those moments. Like, you have been a Kyle stan this whole show. Hard. And even before then. And, like, the way that she was behaving. She was, like, grabbing Sutton, like, forcibly, like, holding her and, like, gripping her up. She shoves her Diana's fucking giggling. I know. It was a This is what happened is, like, Diana, Diana says, utters those fucking words that fell flat last week. Like, you wanted your villain. Here I am. And then Diana didn't have to do a thing. Because she got Kyle so revved up against Sutton, who was merely just saying, which we always talk about, she's just saying, hey, I've been through it. Like, let me level with you. I've been through it twice. She wasn't trying to one her up no. like fucking Diana. Like, pull it. I pulled out my miscarriage card. She pulled out two more. I got like, so no, that's fucking so, mad. It's so annoying. And like, Kyle, fuck off. Like, Seriously. Like, get I, out of here. It, it literally made me question everything and because of this episode and because of the clips coming out people started there was a lot of instagram posts and twitter posts about kyle's past behavior and looking at it in a new light i'm like fuck did i just miss it even her like apology yeah tweet or instagram story or whatever it was she wasn't apologizing for anything it was so she was just saying this is like this is what i was thinking at the time it was the same fucking bullshit as when she sat down with sutton like my problem is that Sutton doesn't, we know Sutton doesn't react. She doesn't behave in a normal way. And that's fine because it is who Sutton is. If it was anybody else, it would have been like heartbreaking to watch it because like Sutton was like crying and freaking out. And she's like, she feels so cornered. And then she starts apologizing and she has nothing to apologize for in that situation. But that's what she does. Like she gets back on her heels and she's like, I have to apologize. And she just wants to smooth it out. And Kyle's like grabbing her and like, no. And Diana's just fucking laughing. She's giggling away like a hyena. And Got ya. Here's where we're at now. This is where my life has gone. I felt so bad for Sutton in that moment. Like genuinely upset. I was like, she, you could tell, like she was just like flummoxed. She didn't know what to say. She was just trying to say the right thing to make it all okay. She was talking to a brick wall because Diana's like, I hate when people do that, when they just smile at you and like make you feel about two inches tall. Like I I can physically feel it. Like it just was so hard to watch. And in that moment, watching Kyle assault her both verbally and physically, I went from a Kyle stand to a Sutton stand. It was easy though. And like, that's not even a, that's not even hard to do when she's questioning Sutton's miscarriage is like, oh, I couldn't believe. Did that. you? That kind of sounds like bullshit. It's like, whoa, oh my god, who you the know, fuck are you? There's a few things in this world that you never fucking question. Period. Whether they're true or not. One, miscarriages. Two, deaths in the family. Mm-hmm. Three, cancer diagnosis. Those are my those are my big three. Which is interesting. All because three all three have happened in the housewives realm in one of the franchises. Like I, I was so genuinely upset in that moment. Just like, who the fuck do you think you are that you can sit here and talk to somebody? And then when you say 
Well, if I do believe you, like hers is recent. Like it doesn't matter. No, it does it, not it, matter. And it, it just goes to show you that they don't understand the way that you empathize with somebody who's going through something like they just, they stick there and they say, well, we just need to comfort you in the moment. It's like, no, sometimes you need to be like, look, like I went through it. If you need somebody to talk to, I'm right here. And yeah. But with Kyle specifically, like what you said, looking at the things that she's done in her past, like in a different light now because of what happened, it, I mean, she just looks like a fucking social climber. Like She does, she, and a sociopath. Almost. Yeah, and she panders to these like higher up people because she wants to be where they are. So she's like, and almost, I mean, we saw it with, we thought it was going to be Erica. Erica's taking a back seat to the whole Diana thing. We thought it could have been anybody else. But now Kyle's like, I want to pander to Diana in this situation. Snake who's in the being grass. a fucking terrible person. Brutal. And it's just inexcusable. It was absolutely inexcusable. And it broke my fucking heart. Kyle, we're breaking up. I'm done. And Sutton, it pains me to say, I got your back, girl. And I'm glad that right after that, we got a little bit of some Aleve relief. Aleve. Jesus Aleve. Christ. Yeah. yeah. We got some Aleve. Popped a couple of Aleve. Popped a couple of Aleve. Came back down to earth. Settled down a little bit. My hips stopped hurting, so that was great. <laughs> and we get Erica is firing on all fucking cylinders, baby. We got to see her not only hit on one of Garcelle's kids, but then verbally assault another one. And I thought, one, all I could think about when Oliver was, like, she was coming after him, like, hey, come over here, be a man, sit down. And he's kind of toying with the idea, and I guess he's married. With, like, yeah, he's kids. married with a couple of kids. All I could think about, dude, is his wife watching this episode going, why the fuck are you playing into this? Well, I, what the fuck thing, are you doing? One thing I didn't like, and I know it was like pretty playful, and yeah, Erica was pretty wasted, but I didn't like that she, she immediately was like, let's talk to your baby mama. Like, he's married. Yeah. No, he's that's got a wife. wife. That's not a baby mama. I didn't really like that. There's I, a I distinction, was... and she knew that, and that she was trying to... I think downgrade the relationship to kind of make him second guess it in the moment. I read it as a little micro racism, but you oh, know. did you really? Yeah. Yeah. At oh. the moment. But that's, I mean, that's how it came across to me and she does that. And like, yeah, you get like Oliver's kind of playing into it. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a seat. He's fucking 30. But I did like that. Erica like raises her leg in the air to call him over. And Garcelle goes, what in the leg lift is going yeah. on over there? <laughs> I know. And he comes he, he comes over pretty quick and sits down and then Garcelle like pulls him out and probably saves him. And by the way, Oliver, I'm sorry for what you're going through tonight with your wife because I'm sure she's not thrilled. Yeah. So be smarter next time, buddy. But then Garcelle's poor son Jax, who's fourteen years old and just turned fourteen, I guess, he goes to pick up the flowers for his mom and she says, Get the fuck out of here. But I do, this is what I thought. The first time I saw it on Instagram, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you can't say that to a 14-year-old. I think genuinely she was saying, get out of here before you get in trouble because I'm going to hit on you next. That's what I got from that. That's, yeah. And in the context of the episode, I think I thought the same thing. I, uh, like, right after, I couldn't really tell. When Jax is walking out of the room and he's, he's he's telling his mom, what happened and he says verbatim he doesn't say f or you know nor fuck i know he drops the fuck he's like she told me to get the fuck out of here and 
Garcelle got all like up in arms. She's like, oh, yeah, you hurt his feelings. And I was like, did he actually? Because it looked like he was like pretty upset. It sounded like he was upset at first. Wait. I thought he did like the high pitched voice because he was like laughing about it. But then I was like, oh, is he about to cry? And from Garcelle's point of view, she starts off by her. Well, her and Crystal actually both said it. Your sons are all beautiful. Mm-hmm. Then heavily hits on Oliver. Yep. And then what seems like 30 seconds later tells Jax to get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. So like it's a it's a real bad series of situations for Erica versus Garcelle. So fully support Garcelle in that situation. Oh, for sure. Since we brought Kyle up again, we had that dinner moment with her and Sutton and this took me back also to some Kyle moments of the past. She downplays her role in any altercation. Like you were completely out of line. You were completely wrong. And you're saying to Sutton, you're hard to apologize to. You won't shut up. And like Sutton's like trying to give her a hug. She's like, oh, you're going to tell me that I hit you again. It's like, yo, you did hit her. Yeah. You fucking pushed her and then you grabbed her. It was not okay. And now you're going to make her feel like she's crazy because you know that Sutton's going to bite the bullet and say, I'm sorry. And this goes back to what we were just saying about Sutton with any normal person. Like Sutton should not have given Kyle the time of day for that dinner. Nope. She shouldn't. She just shouldn't have put herself in that situation. Like what you know, Kyle, at this point, Kyle came out on Instagram. She's like, Sutton's one of my best friends, blah, 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 all that bullshit. What do you think's going to happen? She's not really going to apologize for her role. She's going to look to see if you're going to apologize first. To get her off the hot seat. And then she'll give you some fake ass apology. Yep. Sutton didn't apologize. And then Kyle apo- apologizes. Air quotes. And then gets mad that Sutton's not really accepting. Because you know what? Sutton's not looking for an apology from you. Sutton's actually still. Because she's so fucking perplexed as to what happened. Mm-hmm. She kind of feels like she was in the wrong after all that. And she's like I need to explain to you. What I was trying to do with Diana in that situation still. Because she's like. You don't fucking get it. You're just yelling at me and grabbing me the whole time and not saying anything to Diana. I just want to tell you what I was trying to do and how it blew up and how Diana played a role in that with the terrible things she was saying. And she doesn't fucking owe her that explanation. She doesn't, but it is, that's how Sutton works. And we see that every week. And if she apologizes first and then tries to explain where she's going and like us, the viewer, we, you don't owe us that. Like we know where you're coming from. We see it and we're like, that's fucking terrible. Kyle should be groveling to you. And instead she, she wants a mutual apology. Yeah. And like for someone that has been anti Sutton for years Mm -hmm. for me to turn the page and I'm starting to see what you've been saying to a certain extent, like she's not calculated at all. She's not manipulative. She's just clumsy as fuck. And she says the wrong things a lot, but it would only take a moment like this for me to like kind of see the light, I guess a little bit, but it pissed me off even more. Fast forward. Diana's retelling the story to Rinna and lies completely. Well, yeah. And that's what Diana's going to do. Always. I understand that, but it just like, it was out of context. It was retold completely wrong. She's like, I said, I had one miscarriage. And she said, Oh, boop, I have two. Like we're gambling. It's like, no, all she was doing. I mean, we touched on, it. we don't have to go back there, but like, that moment, I'm just, I'm feeling like the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I'm like, this sucks. This isn't even fun to watch. It's just mean. Yeah, and she's, she knows, and this is Diana being calculated versus Sutton not being calculated. So Diana knows who she's talking to. She knows 
I don't think that was like a producer invite over. Maybe it was and it worked out well. I don't think so. I think think Diana's like, you know who I need to talk to in this group about this to get on my side is Rinna. Because she's going to be on our side no matter what. And Rinna's chomping at the bit. We could see it all fucking week with her tweets and, and her messages and stuff going out. She doesn't like when she takes a back seat. She doesn't like when she's off the show for a week. She's back and she's happy to be back. Even happy to watch herself on TV again, mm-hmm. clearly. So she's going to put herself right back into it. We didn't fully get it this week. It looks like we're going to get it next week. But that's the person that you invite over if you want to stir it up some more and get more people on your side. And that's what Diana's doing. Diana wants to get to the point where she doesn't have to do anything anymore. She had her one moment, got Kyle to fully go against Sutton. Now she gets to talk to Rinna in the background. Rinna's going to go after Sutton. And Sutton's not going to be able to talk her way out. And Garcelle, thankfully, was there for some of it. So she'll be able to back her up. But, like, will Garcelle and Sutton be enough against the others? Probably not. Like, you saw Dorit the entire episode do fucking nothing. Zero. She sat next to Erica while Erica was yelling at Oliver and yelling at Jax and whatever. Dorit didn't do a goddamn thing. No, she just sat there the whole the time. Yeah. After the fact, she's like, that's not okay. It's like, well, then step in in the moment. Yeah, do all something we got, at that point. All we got out of Dorit once again this episode is recapping what happened to her. And I thought we put it to bed. We clearly didn't. I brush it off at this point. It's not like it used to make me so angry when we would spend so much time on that. But now I'm just like, all right, whatever. I just like look at my phone. She did say one thing that was kind of funny. um, And it probably wasn't meant to be funny. But she said, you know what? Like, I can't be by myself. I can can almost feel the trauma in my blood. And when she said that, I was like, that's like me during any minor inconvenience in my life like yeah i, I went to it. chipotle and they ran out of steak oh i could feel the trauma in my blood after that one yeah i'm on 76 and it's backed up all the way to the conchie curve uh, i hate this i yeah. can feel it in my blood like that's you know but like i look to like now when dorit talks it's like i make fun of when she does the baby voice like pk was gonna go sit down sit down next, sit to, next to me Kyle my baby stuff. my baby sit next to me my baby like fuck you who talks like that dorit but, does yeah so she's I mean, she's out of the picture entirely. I really don't care what she does at this point. And it kind of leads us into getting ready for Sutton's party. Sutton's house looked great. It did. It looks good, except you said it 15 fucking times. Mucky. It's mucky. This is all mucky. Mucky, mucky, Well, that was fucking rude when... Hold on. Before we even get into that, Rinna shows up. I have... There's two comparisons when I first saw it. What she looked like to me, one, Austin Powers. Oh my God, I was about to say Austin Powers. Yeah, (laughs) Austin Powers. And then two, I was like, she looks like a villain from like Speed Racer. Like she's going to hop in this like souped up F1 car or something and be a terrible villain that's going to run you off the icy road. For those of you that don't know and probably nobody does, there was a remake of Speed Racer, which was horrible. Shooter and I at high school loved it loved Speed Racer. Go back and watch it. It stars Emile Hirsch. Um, and John Goodman. And, and John Goodman. And Susan Sarandon. Yep. I mean, it's a great cast. It's a terrible movie, but we loved it. We watched it all the time during third period. That's <laughs> oh, great. But yeah, when she walked in and I'll give her this, the heels were fucking cool. I guess. Yeah. But the rest of her outfit, Austin Powers. Yeah. I, th- I That's so funny, dude. That's the first thing I thought. But I thought it was hysterical that she shows up with a candle and goes, this is my favorite candle. And Sutton goes, oh my God, really? And then fast forward like five minutes, Erica shows up and she goes, this is my favorite candle. She goes, oh my God, really? <laughs> Just like genuinely happy to have people. She was very happy to have people to host. Um, 
She wanted to show off the new digs. It sucks that it was monkey out. Did you hear what she compared it to? Well, oh, yeah. She said Augusta. This reminds me of Augusta National. Like Fucking walking through it. I was like, wow. Woman after my own heart. She, I think she's playing into the Brav Bros. I think that she's like, this is an audience I can captivate. Yeah. I mean, she's got me hooked. But yeah, it, really unfortunate. Maybe you see that coming. You put some plastic out there or something. But Or, you know, move the dinner inside. It's California. Oh, I agree. She should have moved it inside. But she even said, like, you persevere, you have the dinner outside. I yeah. mean, I guess. They I, did I, a good job with you know, the flip-flops and the, the f- handing out the fur coats, but... Actually, I thought that, that was kind of a good move. I think the ladies almost enjoy. I think in the beginning, they were all pissed because they had to put on flip-flops and all this stuff, but when she brought out the coats, it turned into, like, a game. Everyone's like, ooh, I get, like, a luxury coat. She's like, this one's from 1940, which I guess makes it nicer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, back when fur was really fur. But they... Uh... Is, that the, is that the name of your album? From back when fur back was when really fur, fur was really fur. Yeah. <laughs> By shooter seventies funk album. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's it was nice to see her like happy in that moment. Now we also get the side of Erica versus Garcelle, which we saw two different things leading up to it, which was pretty funny. Um Erica taking a walk in the park with Crystal and she's like fucking Haitian mom coming after me. Yeah. Like that's kind of funny. And then she didn't realize how old Jax even was. I don't know if 16 no, she, they're 16, 14. they're men. She's like, she, he's 14. She goes, oh. That changes things. Yeah, oh, But between that and then the one-liner you get with Garcelle and Cherise uh, sitting down, time to straighten a bitch out. Yeah, when they cheers to it. She's never toasted to that before. I think that's a new toast. I don't drink anymore, but every time we go out, I'm going to make sure we cheers to straighten that bitch out. Yeah, I saw, I saw somebody tweet at uh, our buddy Zach. Saying, it looks like you have a new tagline for one of your wine bottles. Yeah. Oh, and nice. I think that would be a good one. I yeah. think that's a good one, too. But at the actual dinner itself, nothing really popped off other than Rinna brings up, like, oh, you're not passive-aggressive? And she's like, no, I'm not. And she's really not. Like, she's just straight-up aggressive when she gets in moments. But Rinna contradicts herself. She's like, oh, you didn't call Diana a motherfucker? It's like, I did. That's not passive-aggressive, Rinna. That's straight-up aggressive yeah called like, her soulless too yeah like what do you want if you say it to their face and it's a bold statement that's just aggression that is not passive aggressiveness so before you throw that out there like get your shit together and say the right phrasing because that made her look so dumb and she's already digging a hole like i my whole world is upside down i don't know what i'm doing i don't know where i am like Rinna, I'm out on. I loved Rinna forever. Like, all the way back, my first glimpse of Lisa Rinna was Entourage. Remember that? When she's oh, yeah. in the hot tub with Johnny Drama and Turtle? Oh, yeah. That's, like, my first, and I know she's been around for much longer than that, but big Rinna fan from then on. And now she's turning into such an asshole. And then Kyle, who I love, duh, broke my fucking heart. And I don't know which way is up. And I'm I'm struggling, and it hurts. <laughs> You'll work through it. You'll be all right. I'm trying. I'm trying. I just don't... I, like, I'm going to be a Sutton guy now? I don't think so. I don't think this podcast is big enough for two Sutton guys. No, I don't, I don't want to be. Like, she still annoys the shit out of me, but you can't help but feel for her after all that shit. That was atrocious. Whole... It is funny, like, just watching the way that she reacts to people calling her out, like, she doesn't really get mad. She just starts immediately explaining herself, but she's doing it to the wrong crew. Like these, yeah, they're not these women listen. are not listening to you. 
They have their own agendas. They have their own thoughts in their head that they're going to push out. And you can't really permeate that. So it's just never going to work. And I do feel for like episode in, episode out, it ends up with Sutton end up like, thank God that she can brush it off and like still be chipper and happy right. about like things going on in her life. Because otherwise that would be demoralizing to people. Like she'd crushing. have to leave the show because they're just like ripping her every time. I did see, and I wanted to touch on this, and this is just like a brief thing that I noticed that was kind of funny. When Diana left Garcelle's party, who went running out? Like, ooh, did she leave? Let me go check on her. Crystal. Yep. Crystal was up in a split second going after her. And like, all right, see you later, babe. Well, like, you know what that is, though? Like, and I'll give Crystal a little bit of credit here. She didn't get a lot of information out of Kyle or like Garcelle came over and Garcelle's just like, I'm going to let them go. She didn't say Diana immediately like attacked me when I sat down. She just kind of like brushed it off and moved on. She knows that it happened and it'll come up later. Kyle came over and was just like, I can't with these two. It's like, you just fucking. You were the problem. Yeah, you were the, like, I mean, there was a problem. Diana was the problem, but you were much worse than Diana. And that's hard to do in that moment. Yeah. But we got a couple of questions. Nothing crazy. Um. From I'm Crazy for Baby 2021. Okay. Was Erica insinuating that the boy get the F out before he gets in trouble? Meaning she would hit on him next? Oh, we, we covered that. And I, we both think, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. I think that's what she was insinuating. That seems to be the vibe. From Parama Punya. Do you think Andy will address the microaggressions towards Garcelle and her kids? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Andy, sure. I don't think Andy treads lightly on those things. I think, if anything, we kind of, as a fan base, kind of look to Andy, especially yeah, with like guidance. the reunion. Sometimes he gets the other thing. I mean, the thing with Andy is he does the watch what happens live throughout the season. So he might hold on to something like that for the reunion just because it'll be captivating, it'll be good yeah. TV rather than just kind of like having. I don't know, like a one-off person, like he has Crystal on or something again and asks Crystal about it. Like Crystal's not going to say anything. So I think, I think he knows, that. I think he knows better than he's going to hold on to that one. Yeah. For that's a reunion, reunion question. Yeah. I think so too. Oh, we got a few from Linda Brand Tanner. Why Kyle? <laughs> that's it. I, I think you know, should Linda. answer that one. Yeah. Linda, I don't know. And I, I can't wrap my head around it either. Maybe we'll get some kind of resolve here, but I think if if you go back and look at some of her past behavior, I, I I think this is a trend. I don't think that she's changing who she is. I think that maybe it's just kind of the blinders are coming off of all of our like the Kyle stands in the world, and it breaks my heart, Linda. I'm with you. Why, Kyle? I don't know. We got one last question from a Lauren F. Who would you rather be a young husband to, Diana Jenkins or Caroline Stanberry? And I like this one. That's a good one. Um, I'll let you go. I am going to choose Diana because I think, and I touched on this earlier, I think that she actually kind of cherishes the family as a whole. Even if you end up not being like the focal point as her husband and like the patriarch of the family, like she is the overlord of the whole family. She'll still like cherish and love the child that you brought in and also pay for everything that you want to fucking do. That's true. But stipulation here, are we us or are we those guys? Are we Asher and Sergio? 
No, we're us. We're us? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I think I have to go. I think, yeah, I have to go with Diana too. It's close for me though. And here's why. I think I'd like to live in Dubai. I think that would be fun. And if I'm me and that shit's all popping off, like, fuck you, I'm out. And if there's no prenup, fuck you, Stanberry, give me that money. Yeah. Give me that money, and I'm going wild in Dubai. Yeah, because you know Diana's. I, I feel like they probably both have prenups. They have to have prenups, for sure, without a doubt. But in my realm, in my world, we didn't sign a prenup, Stanberry. And you know what? I'm sick of your shit. I've had it up to here, and I'm out of here. You can go sit with your, with your no friends. And I'm going to go hit up my soccer player buddies from Real Madrid and be like, yo, boys. You didn't play soccer for Real Madrid. You're not answering a Sergio. <laughs> oh, I, I fucked up. Yeah. No, fuck that. In this world, Steel Russell, a.k.a. Rooster. You know where they got that nickname from? It's not Top Gun. That's what they called me in Real Madrid. Steel the Rooster. You know why? Because every time I scored a fucking goal, I strut around the goddamn field. Because you have chicken legs? No. Fuck you, because I strut around the field. <laughs> Great question. That was fantastic. Um, I take that back. We actually have we actually have one more question from uh, from Shooter. All right, so this one comes from my girlfriend Colleen, stuck on a desert island and can only bring one male cast member from Southern Charm. Who are you bringing, Craig? Really? There's more to choose from than just Craig and Austin. I know that. Oh, am I going to take fucking Whitney? Is Craig going to bring you pillows? I hope he does. If I'm on a desert desert island and I have a couple of his pillows, yeah. That's a much better scenario than sitting there with Austin bitch and moan or fucking Whitney talk about God knows what. I think that's fair. I'm going to go a little off the beaten path with this one. I'm going to go with Pringle. Oh, see, I have thoughts on Pringle. Really? All right, well, we'll hear that. But I, I like Pringle. I think he's the most down to earth out of any of them. And you see him, he must get along with everybody because he's talking to every group as he walks through. So I think he's probably the the chillest of the guys to be on a desert Island with. I agree that he's the chillest of the guys. And if you're on a desert Island, there's probably not any kind of shadow games being played. I, I think that Pringle is very calculated and I think that he knows he comes off as the cool guy. And I think that he knows that he gets away with shit because people are like, oh, he's one of the boys. Like, yeah, it's just Pringle. It's Pringle being Pringle. But I was rewatching some of last year and I was watching his interactions with Madison. And Austin was still with Madison at this point. Shady, 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 shady. Like that All shit. Right. And he was like, he's in your face about it enough. Like even to Austin, he was saying stuff and it's almost making it okay but I think that's a move. I think he's like, oh, like, ah, oh, I, had, I had designs, is what he says to him. Like, I had designs, like, ha, ha, ha. But at the same time, like, yo, you're talking about my girlfriend, bro. Back the fuck off. But I also that- think that adding on to it, I think Pringle could probably help Russell to gather some, uh, some rafts. Why? Get off of there. Why? Out of any of them? Just because he looks the part? Yep. You have no bearing on whether this man works in the stock market. Yeah, it's fine. Just because he has a, a good beard head on and looks shoulders. like rugged, you think that he just knows how to do that shit? Yeah, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I would argue you're probably, out of all of that crew, he would probably be the most likely to be able to do something like that. 
but I think that that's beardist. Hey, being, that being is beardist. beardist. Yeah, I am being beardist. <laughs> My mustache. <laughs> but that wraps it up. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros. On Twitter, also brav underscore bros. Um, we're getting a lot more questions every week, which is great. Keep them coming in. You'll hear your name on the air or your your screen name. What is screen it? Screen name. Yeah, all right. <laughs> your AIM all screen name. AIM. Oh, my God. Do that. Send us your AIM screen names. We'll read those out. Um, but that's all we got. We'll see you next week. Brav Bros are out of here. See you next week. Bye.